Rick had always been a Sharpie. Rick um, impressed everyone who met him as a Sharpie. He went up to New South Wales and he bought a very slow conveyance called Royal School. Now, Royal School couldn't run out of sight on a dark night. I'm Andrew Rule, and apart from everything else, I'm the author of the new Winx authorised biography, which is flying off bookshelves around the nation. Don't miss out. And now for something completely different. No death, no mayhem, and just marginal gangsterism. We're going to talk about a man called Rick Renzella. Rick Renzella, the most recent time that he came to the public eye, was grabbed by the police over a stolen car scam, where cars were stolen from supermarket car parks, taken around to his chop shop where he would pull them apart and sell the parts of these expensive four-wheel drives onto other dealers or overseas or whatever. But that was relatively recently. But in fact, Rick had always been a Sharpie. Rick um, impressed everyone who met him as a Sharpie. And what Ricky Renzella, tricky Ricky Renzella did, he went up to New South Wales and he bought a very slow conveyance called Royal School. Now, Royal School couldn't run out of sight on a dark night. And he bought him from a drought-stricken area. He'd been running around in picnic meetings and not winning. He looked like a bag of bones, but he had one distinguishing feature. He looked very similar to a crack sprinter in Victoria called Regal Vista. And they were by the same sire, that is, they had the same father, and they were both similar size, similar shape, similar cut. But Regal Vista was a very good horse, a city-class sprinter, and the other horse was just no good at all. And what Rick Renzella did, he took Royal School and he ran him around in the Gippsland area at country meetings, and uh, he performed accordingly. He ran last and second last. And, uh, but he got his name known in Victoria. In those days, it was unlikely that any stewards working in Gippsland, which is at one end of Victoria, would ever officiate at the other end of Victoria in the Western District. It's a, a big, long state, and the stewards would not be travelling that far. So it's unlikely that horses noted in one district would be noted in another. So what our friend Rick Renzella did was enter his horse royal school at Casterton in the Western District. This is in early 1972. And he entered him in the Muntham Handicap, just another race down there at Casterton Country Race Meeting. And he turns up on this particular day in May 72. And he's got possibly two horses on a horse float rather than one. And uh, he might even have forged identity papers. They used to use papers in those days. And um, what he did was just have forged papers. And these forged papers that had Royal School's name on it, but the brands and so forth, the branding on the horse that identified it, were actually Regal Vista's brands. This is the beauty of forgery. And that was a very polished piece of fraud. It was actually well organised and excellent. And it probably would have worked because, in fact, similar things had worked, they say, for Rick Renzella and others. They had rung in more than one horse successfully before. But on this occasion, there's always the law of unintended consequences. 
and unintended circumstances. And what happened was that at Casterton, there was a very wise old horse trainer called Jim Serkey. And Jim Serkey had been around horse training since the pony racing era of Squizzy Taylor. And he knew more about racecourse scams than, than most people. And he knew more about horses than most people. And he could see a horse once and remember it the way that, you know, a policeman might remember crook's faces or car dealers remember cars. And he saw this horse purporting to be Royal School being led around and he saw that on its rump was a big V-shaped scar. And he said, that's not Royal School, whatever Royal School is, that's Regal Vista. Because he'd seen Regal Vista race in Melbourne and he knew that he was a very good sprinter. Now, some would allege that Jim Serkey went off and backed this horse under the name Royal School and had a little bet and saw it win and collected his bet. And then he had a talk to um, various other people around the race course who then spoke to the stewards, who then impounded <laughs> horses and floats and they got hold of Rick Renzella. And Rick Renzella had very cagely backed his horse, not on the course, but in lots of doubles. He'd taken doubles. And so he'd backed him off course to win, oh, I think $33,000, which in 1972 was a lot of money. And I know this because when I started work a couple of years later, I was earning about $3,000 a year. So $33,000 was 11 times a small salary. It was plenty. And some say that he had made other bets elsewhere and um, made more money than that. He might have made double that. So this was the sort of money that could buy you a house in Melbourne. It was serious dope. But the balloon had gone up. Renzella was exposed as a fraud and a scam. But um, one of the problems was the stewards couldn't actually find Regal Vista. Uh, Regal Vista had gone into smoke. And the rumour went around that he'd gone into the cray pots out in Bass Strait. He'd been used as crayfish bait, which was uh, very hurtful probably to Regal Vista were he able to read the newspapers. Because all that time he wasn't in a cray pot in Bass Strait. Uh, Renzella, for all his faults, and he has many faults, He's a very dishonest man. For all his faults, he was a bit of a horse lover and he didn't have the heart to shoot Regal Vistra or get rid of him. He sent him up anonymously to stay with a small-time country trainer in Sale in Victoria. And that was where Regal Vista was finally found some months later. And the balloon went up uh, again and um, Renzella was charged. He was represented by Phil Opus QC, the man who had represented Ronald Ryan some years earlier, uh, unsuccessfully, because Ronald Ryan, in fact, was hanged. And Phil Opus was a keen racegoer and a keen horseman, keen rider. And although he wasn't able to save Rick Renzella from jail, he was able to save both horses. And for many years afterwards, Mr Opus, QC, had on his farm at Macedon, or Mount Macedon, two riding hacks, Royal School and Regal Vista. Needless to say, Rick Renzella couldn't go straight. He gave up the horse game and he took on cars. And he was a car dealer in the 80s. And I know this because I once, myself, took a very bad car to his car yard. And my car had a burnt-out clutch. It also had a dinged-in left-hand door. 
And what I did when I got to his car yard was I drove it in without the clutch and the clutch was blowing smoke. It was very bad. And I parked it against a tall fence, very close to the fence, so that no one could walk down on the left side to look at the car. And I walked into the car yard office because I knew he was a crook and I knew he would try and stiff me. And I said, I will swap you that, that I just drove in. You saw me drive it in. I'll swap you that Triumph sedan, a most excellent English saloon, for a ute because I've just moved to a farm and I need a ute, which was true at the time. And he said, I'll give you that Valiant. And I went and got in it and I said, the clutch is a bit dodgy. He said, I'll give you a new clutch. And I said, I'll need a roadworthy. And he said, no problem. He got on the phone to a nearby roadworthy certificate provider who ran a garage and, of course, who would be supposed to check it over and um, spend many hours and charge you quite a lot of money to make it roadworthy. It was in no way roadworthy, this Valiant Ute. But Rick made one phone call and he said, you can pick it up from the mobile around the corner or whatever it was. And I drove to the place and the bloke had it waiting, said that'll be 50 bucks. And that was that. (laughs) And um, I drove the Valiant home and I don't know what happened to the Triumph. Uh, I really don't know who got the worst of that deal because both cars were bad news. I gave up on dodgy cars after that. But Rick didn't. Rick went on to fame and fortune and ill fortune because in 1992, which is 20 years after his Royal School Regal Vista ring-in, Rick Renzella and his associates were arrested. Uh, They had a warehouse down in a bayside suburb and they had thieves going around car parks around Melbourne, stealing expensive four-wheel drives and taking them to the warehouse where Rick and his band of merry men would pull them apart and sell the parts. Which is why we say, Rick Renzella is a man of many parts, most of them stolen. Thanks to you, our listeners, our podcasts are going really well but we'd like them to go even better. And that's why we'd like you to please subscribe and please review it on whatever platform you're using. G'day, I'm Aaron Langmaid and have I got a podcast for you. If you want to hear from amazing people with remarkable stories to tell, then subscribe now to You're Telling Me. It's available on iTunes, or by listening out at theheraldsun.com.au. Access a world of true crime podcasts on CrimeX Plus, where award-winning journalists take a deep dive into unsolved cases. Every week, we're waking up to a dead woman, a dead mother, sister, auntie, grandmother. It's not good enough. From the team that brought you The Teacher's Pet, Shadow of Doubt and Dying Rose, unlock early, ad-free and bonus content from brand new series and flagship shows such as I Catch Killers with Gary Jubilin. One was shot in the mouth and I thought he was dead. Another one had been shot with a shotgun and I got the overspray. Search for Crimex Plus on Apple Podcasts to start digging deep into the world of true crime.